0: I want to welcome you to the Engineer Your Success podcast. My name is Dr. James Bryan, your host for the show. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success, both in business and in life. It is my pleasure to guide you on your journey to engineer your success. How are you doing this week? Listen, a few shout outs before we actually get into today's episode. So the title of the episode for today is Maximizing Growth, Applying the 80-20 Rule. And kind of the subtext for that is this question that I asked myself as part of the mid-year review and the question that I'm taking my private clients through is where do you need to focus in order to drive your growth? But before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to the organizers of the National Society of Professional Engineers. I had the pleasure of speaking at Nesbicon earlier in August. It was absolutely a great presentation, a great turnout. I really enjoyed interacting with other professional engineers. And so I just want to give a shout out to those event organizers for giving me the opportunity to come and speak at the conference. It was great. The next thing that I want to give an update on is that we've been sending out weekly emails. We do one on Monday and Wednesday and sometimes on Friday, but for sure Monday and Wednesday, we're sending emails out. And Monday is kind of, Uh, email is structured to really get your week going. Wednesday is a midweek motivation and we include kind of a highlight of this week's podcast episode. There's a link in the show notes where you can sign up to join the email list. So please sign up to continue to join the community. And I want to hear from you. And emails are a great way for you to be able to just hit reply and respond directly to me. The last announcement that I have is that the next engineer your success on-ramp is going to be on Tuesday, September the 19th at 12 noon Eastern time. We're going to focus on delegation. The last time when we had the on-ramp, we did using AI to get more things done. And as part of that whole process, I had mentioned DEA, this delegate, eliminate, And automate. That particular presentation focused more on the automate or how you can co create with AI. On September the 19th, we're going to dive, take a deeper dive into delegation. So, what are those things that you need to let go of as a business owner, that you need to let go of as a principal or a manager so that you can empower your team to continue to grow in their level of productivity? I'm not going to give it all away. So you want to absolutely use the link in the show notes to register for the next engineer your success On ramp on September the 19th. So the past couple of weeks, we have been focused on the mid-year review. Last week, we took a break, talked about networking with Saul Rosenbaum. It was a great discussion on the power of networking and some networking tips that you can use to help enhance both your professional and your personal network. This week, I thought about this question is where do we need to focus in order to drive growth? So one of the questions that we covered in the mid-year review was this whole idea of what's working, what's not working. And for those things that are not working, what do we need to stop? For those things that aren't working, what do we need to do more of? So when I was thinking about that, it really made me think about the Pareto Principle, also known as the 80-20 principle or the 80-20 rule. Another name that is called is the principle of least effort. So when we think about the 80-20 principle, right, just a quick recap. So what is the Pareto Principle? So this principle was originally identified by Italian economist Vilfredo Pareto in 1896. He was studying wealth distribution in Italy and discovered that 20% of the population held 80% of the nation's wealth. So, since the 80-20, so this principle started to really flex his muscles beyond economics in the mid 20th century. Dr. Joseph Juran, a titan in the field of quality management, he actually chose to call it the 80-20 rule, or called the 80-20 rule the Pareto principle at that time. So, Dr. Juran extended the application, remember it was initially in economics, but he had extended it to the principle of quality control, uncovering that 80% of a company's problems often come from just 20% of the root causes. So this revelation really triggered a domino effect of efficiencies across all kinds of industries, and it really sparked a new era of targeted quality improvements and strategies. So in the business world, this 80-20 rule has really been a powerful force. It's widely been used and accepted, sometimes anecdotally, that 20% of a company's product lines tend to contribute to 80% of its revenue. Another place is that 20% of the customers are often at the heart of 80% of the sales And 20% of the customers are also responsible for 80% of the complaints. Now, it's not always the same 20%, but I think you get the gist of kind of what the principle is trying to teach. But many businesses leverage this principle and how they operate from targeted marketing to tailor-made customer service and innovative product strategies, all really zeroing in on that critical influential 20%, the 20% that's driving the actual thing that you're trying to measure. So remember success is often about finding and focusing on that vital few. The vital few things that drive the success that you want, the vital few things that are responsible for growth. So it comes back to that question. What are the things that you need to focus on in order to drive growth? And so I I did a, a couple of some research and was thinking, what are some of the top 10 business applications of the 80-20 rule? And just general broad categories, it it can be applied to strategy, quality, cost reduction and service improvement, marketing, selling, information technology, decision-making and analysis, inventory management, project management, and negotiation are all places where this rule has been and can be applied. So, overall, The 80-20 rule is a very versatile principle that can offer insights and drive efficiency and productivity in virtually any field. It remains a powerful tool that you can apply to everyday life. And I want you to keep that in mind. You can apply this to everyday life. Think about your daily routine. You might find that 80% of your work is accomplished in 20% of your working time. The actual time where you're really dialed in really producing that 80% of the results. When I think about applying the 80-20 principle, there's a great book that was written by Richard Koch called, Can You Guess the 80-20 Principle? But Koch tells us that 20% of what we do leads to 80% of the results, but 80% of what we do leads to only 20%. Then why are we wasting our time on low value outcomes. And so the few things, we're back to this vital few because Coke says, the few things that work fantastically well should be identified, cultivated, nurtured, and multiplied. Find those things that are working and you really want to ramp them up. So what is the 20% of the time when you achieve 80% of your results? Do more of it. What is the 80% of your time where you achieve little? Guess what you need to do? You need to do less of those activities. It's really important to have a mindset of identifying the few things and the activities that will give you those returns, those outsized returns. So you want to look for shortcuts. You want to do the most important things for yourself, for your industry, exceptionally well, and the rest just good enough or not at all. Develop your skills to be exceptional in a few targeted areas and really don't try to master everything. When you try to master everything, you're really mastering nothing and you lose the ability to become great at something because you'll just be normal or so-so in a lot of things. And listen, there are times when it has its value, but if you really want to be extraordinary, find those things that you do well, find those things that your company does well, find those things that are absolutely, actually working for you, And then do more of those things. Realize that you can work less, stress less, and increase your happiness by figuring out the 20% of the goals and activities that are most important to you. So what does this look like? And what steps can you take? Thinking about this question, and I, I would say that you begin with listing all of your responsibilities, your tasks, or your goals as a leader. Once you have that general inventory, you want to analyze each task for its impact on your goals or your company's goals. And you want to ask yourself, which of these tasks lead to the most significant progress or results? You'll likely find that there's a small subset of tasks that disproportionately contribute to your success. And so when you find that, again, you want to focus on that small subset and continue to ramp that up. So for example, as a team leader, your tasks might include administrative work, team meetings, strategy planning, mentoring team members, and networking. Upon analysis, you might find that strategy planning and mentoring your team members are the 20% of those tasks that lead to 80% of the results that you have for your company and for your team. So the impact of focusing on those high yield activities can really be substantial. So when you identify and prioritize those tasks that drive the most significant results, you can make more efficient use of your time and energy. You'll also be able to delegate, again, we're gonna talk about this on September the 19th. You'll also will be able to delegate lower impact tasks, freeing up more of your time to focus on strategic initiatives. And focusing on those strategic initiatives are not only going to help you become more productive. It's going to increase your effectiveness. And guess what? You're going to be better satisfied and your team is going to be more satisfied. Hey, this is James, and I'm here to help you win at work and at home. Let's connect. You can use the link in the show notes to schedule a complimentary session. And we're going to walk through the steps that it's going to take for you to start thriving so you can engineer your success and live the life that you love. Come on, sign up today. So I was thinking through, what are some questions that you can consider when looking to apply the 80-20 rule? So question number one, what are all of the tasks that I undertake in my professional role? You You want to start with that comprehensive list to ensure that nothing is missed. Question number two, which tasks directly contribute to my primary goals? So this will help you identify the tasks that align with your goals and objectives, and it also will help you filter out the ones that don't. So what are the results or outcomes of each of these tasks? You really want to understand the output or outcome of each task because it is vital for determining its impact. Question number four, which tasks consume the most time, or resources. And here we're just looking to identify areas where efficiency might be approved. And once you start doing a little bit more, you'll look and you'll get to question number five, is that which 20% of tasks yields 80% of the desired results? So this is the fundamental question in applying the 80-20 rule. Question number six, are there tasks that consume a lot of time but yield minimal results? And so these tasks are potential candidates for delegation or elimination What are the barriers to spending more time on your high-yield activities? So why aren't you doing that now? So identifying those barriers can guide you into overcoming them. And number eight is can any of the lower-impact tasks be delegated or outsourced? Delegation can free up your time for those higher-impact activities, And as a business owner or a key principal in your firm, you really want to focus on those high impact activities. Question number nine, how can I restructure my schedule or responsibilities to focus more on those high impact tasks? And this could involve time blocking, really blocking out time specifically for these tasks or setting specific goals related to the 20% of the tasks that's yielding 80% of your results. And question number 10, what changes or improvements have you noticed after applying the 80-20 rule? So this is all about continuous improvement because regular review and reflection will help you see the impact of the changes you've made and adjust as necessary. So these questions can really serve as a roadmap to help you into implementing your 80-20 rule in your professional life and leadership role. But remember, it's not about doing more. It really isn't. It is about focusing on what truly matters for achieving your goals. I thought about this as well, um, thinking about the same types of questions from a business owner or key executive point of view. And this set of questions deals more with it from a company's perspective. So what are the company's strategic objectives? It's really crucial to align all of those activities with those overarching objectives that you have as a company. Which 20% of your products or services generate 80% or more of your revenue? Identifying your most profitable offerings can help you really focus your efforts. Number three is which 20% of your customers contribute to 80% of the sales. This is to identify those key accounts and those customer segments that You really wanna make sure that you're making the investment to nurture. What are the top 20% of the tasks that contribute to your strategic objectives? And so here we're highlighting these for focus and resource allocation. Question number five, which 20% of our staff contribute 80% of the output or value? So identifying high performers can provide insights into talent development, talent management, and to retention strategies. Question number six, which 20% of our suppliers provide 80% of our critical materials or services? This right here can really reveal some dependencies and potential risks in your supply chain if there is indeed a few customers that have the resources that you need to produce 80% of your products. Question number seven, which 20% of our processes create 80% of our efficiencies? Again, you're just trying to identify those things that help you run well. Question number eight, what are the 20% of our marketing efforts that generate 80% of our leads or conversions? Again, you're looking to streamline your marketing strategy. You're looking to streamline any strategy or process that you have by identifying what's working. And when we talk about applying the 80-20 rule, this is just generally a rule. You're trying to put some numbers or some metric in place that you can follow, that you can measure and kind of begin to improve. So which 20% is question number nine, 20% of our business operations create 80% of our costs. So understanding this can guide any of your cost optimization efforts. And question number 10, how can we restructure our priorities or resource allocation based on the 80-20 rule? This question really helps to translate insights into action. The goal, remember, is not to eliminate totally the less productive activities outright but rather it's really to understand where the highest value is generated so the resources and efforts can be optimally distributed the 8020 rule is just a guideline and it's really important to balance the implementation of the 8020 principle with your other key business constraints the ratio might not always be precisely 8020 it could be 7030 It could be 90-10 or even 95-5 in some cases, but the key insight here is that there is a minority of causes, inputs, or efforts that often lead to the majority of the results or outputs or the rewards. And so the whole principle helps us to put a microscope on this area so you can find out what those things are. Another important aspect is to ensure that the 20% of the tasks that you identify as being most effective are indeed the tasks that are directly contributing to your goals. So it's crucial to have a clear understanding of your objectives and how your tasks align with them. The high impact tasks should be strategic and value adding in nature. While the 80-20 principle is a powerful tool for proven efficiency and productivity, it should not be used. Again, it should not be used to justify neglecting essential responsibilities that may fall into that 80% category. So I know we've talked about a lot today. There are kind of two more main key things I want to cover. So here are five keys to remember when you're applying the 80-20 principle. One, the importance of clear goals. The 80-20 principle works best when there are clear, measurable goals in place. So these goals provide a yardstick against which we can measure which 20% of the efforts are producing 80% of the results, whether these goals are personal, like achieving work-life balance, or professional, like improving business profits. Number two is the need for measurement. So as the saying goes, what gets measured gets managed. We cannot hope to apply the 80-20 principle effectively Without a reliable system for tracking our progress towards our goal, it is through such tracking that we can identify that vital 20%, the specific products, the clients, the activities that generate the majority of the results. And so the tracking does not have to be really complicated. It can be really simple. I talked about this when I mentioned my nutrition and tracking my food, how when I track my food, and I'm also tracking my weight and the activities. But when I'm tracking the input of food, it really helps me to monitor my nutrition. When I'm not tracking it, I'm not thinking about it. And the key thing there, when we start talking about measurement, is you have to have it set up where you're measuring the inputs as well as the outcomes. So you have to measure both, input and outcome. Uh, Number three is just remember the bigger picture. So this principle can be an excellent guide for focusing our efforts and resources, but it should not be used in isolation. It's a tool, not a panacea. It is one part of a broader strategic approach that includes a clear vision, continuous learning, and adaptive leadership. You have to be able to adapt and respond to what you see. It works best when it is combined with other effective management and productivity practices. So you don't wanna do this alone, again, you want to apply these other practices. What I'm saying on number four is continuous review. So the 20% of activities that you find, those are not set in stone. It can and will change over time. So regular review and reapplication of this principle is necessary to remain aligned with your evolving goals and circumstances. And so this implies that you have to be open to change and to adapt to the new patterns that may emerge. And number five is empowerment through understanding the true power of the 80-20 principle really lies in its simplicity and its universal application. So by understanding and applying it, we can make more informed decisions, use our resources more wisely, and ultimately lead a more successful and satisfying life, both professionally and personally, You can use the 80-20 principle to help you win at work and at home. Next week, we are also going to talk about the 80-20 rule. So this week, we've talked about it from focusing on the 20% of activities that drive 80% of your growth. Next week, we're going to approach it from a totally different perspective. And so if you think of the concept that some people are driven by gain, other people are driven by pain. So by gain, we're looking at growth. By pain, we're going to flip this thing around. We're going to say, okay, what 20% of the activities or the things that are going on in your life are causing 80% of the pain? And what can we do to alleviate that? Again, I want to thank you for spending time with me today. I'm going to end this podcast like in every podcast episode, and that is this. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it. And there's a select group of people that actually follow through, do it, and they are living the life of their dreams. I want to thank you for being part of that select few. My name is Dr. James Bryant, your guide for winning at work and at home. And I want you to have a great week. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it, and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life, and it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.